preview of the 2023 MLB season, mostly an American League theme here today. Out to the hotline we go, the KDUS hotline. We're now joined the sports zone by uh, Ben Clemens of Fangraphs. And Ben, good to have you. And let's start with the Astros. How do you compare their roster from the end of the 2022 World Series championship season to right now? You know, it's, I'd say it's pretty similar, Bob. Um, I, obviously, they're missing Justin Verlander, and that hurts. So it's not as good as it was last year. But one of their strengths was that they just had a ton of pitching depth. And won't well, surprise you this year, they have a ton of pitching depth. Hunter Brown looks a lot like a Justin Verlander starter kit, and he's probably their sixth starter. They're hoping that he ends the year as probably their second starter behind Framber Valdez, who you know is really great and looks pretty consistent at this point. But the Astros are just steady and consistent, and they gave, they lost Yuli Gurriel and they got better at first base by adding Jose Abreu. So any losses that they've suffered on the pitching side, which I think are are small, Verlander was great, but the Astros just have such a high replacement level below him that they're still going to have awesome starting pitching one through five. Uh, I just think they're going to be as good as ever, and the boogeyman as always. Yeah, how about the Altuve injury? He's going to miss apparently a couple of months. Uh, how's that alter your take on them? Uh, at least, uh, you know, certainly uh, to win the West or, you know, you know however they, they might end up in the regular season. Yeah, I think it, it lowers their chances of being the number one overall seed. But I thought they were pretty clear of the competition in the West. And you'd rather have them hurt at the beginning of the season than the end, given that. I think if it, if it were a little bit of a closer division race, the Mariners had done a little more this offseason, it would it would worry me more for their chance of winning the West. But we had them, you know, quite a bit clear of the rest of the West coming into the year. And, yeah, it hurts to lose the South for a few months. That's going to cost them some games. But they're in a good situation to weather a not-season-ending injury like that. Okay, so our poll question today is if the Astros don't return to the World Series, which American League team will? And, uh, you know, the teams I, you know, I've got a Twitter restrictions here, so I can narrow it down to four. I have Cleveland, New York, Seattle, or Toronto. So Cleveland, New York, Seattle, Toronto. How would you answer that question? I think I'd pick the Jays out of that group. And I, I don't think you can really, like, they're all pretty close. But my thinking there is you want to pick a team with a, with a big range of outcomes. You don't want to pick a team that's just going to be like probably solid. The Astros are probably solid, and they're probably better than the team you're picking. So I think you want a team that could be really good if everything stacks up right. And to me, the Jays just have the most players where, I don't know, like it could be awesome, but it could be bad. And so if you're picking somebody to win the AL, it probably means that things worked out pretty well for them. And I think the Jays are kind of in the best situation to capitalize on good luck. Okay, I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot about Toronto here lately from, uh, you, know, you know, one of our smartest callers and, you know, a couple of friends and so forth. I still need to be convinced a little bit. So, you know, give me the best case scenario. And maybe if a couple of things go wrong, what would they most likely be if they do go wrong? Sure. Okay. So let's start with the pitching rotation, because if it works out, it can be really good. So, you know, Alex Minow is at the top of the rotation. Alex Minow was awesome last year. He pitched basically a complete season, you know, 200 innings, a bunch of starts, had an ERA in the threes. Kevin Gaussman could have won the Cy Young if he had just not given up so many home runs. Uh, I, I was wrong, by the way. Um, 224 ERA for Alex Minow. I was way underselling him. 
Um, so that's a really strong one-two. Chris Bassett was very good on the Mets. He was, like, if he's your number three starter, that looks great. And I think he's going to do just the same this year. And so Jose Barrios is kind of the question mark. And when Jose, Jose Barrios is great, he's a borderline ace. When he's bad, he's really bad. And if he is back to his, like, 2020, 2021 form, 2019 even, you know, when he was really good on the Twins and when he looked like he might have righted the ship when he came to the Blue Jays, they have a top four that is a one of the best five top fours in baseball. That matters a lot for the playoffs. So things need to go right. Like, Manoa needs to repeat his season. Barrios needs to figure it out. But he's done it before, so he could do it again. So there's your um, there's your really bullish case on the pitching staff. Um, <laughs> what could go wrong there is basically that Barrios is bad now, and that would really hurt them. Uh, I think there's a lot of variance around that. Hitting-wise, I mean, they just have a bunch of great hitters. The thing that could go great for them is that, you know, Guerrero and Bichette and Springer and Kirk all hit really well. Marsho roughly repeats his season from last year. And, yeah, that's probably enough to have a, a top two or three offense in, in the AL. They, they have a lot of good bats. So I, I think their pitching is a real, like, lever point here. And if their pitching is bad, it's a bad pick. <laughs> but I, I just like the idea of betting on their pitching being good because it's really high variance. Okay, let's stick in the division here. Let's talk about the Yankees. They've got rotation injuries to start the season. They have rookie shortstop, which could be good. Uh, you know, the last time they did a rookie shortstop, I recall, worked out pretty well in the mid nineties. Yeah. And uh, dude's in the Hall of Fame now, so that worked out, I think, fairly well. But uh, you know, the Yankees. What are your what's your take on them heading into the season? As I mentioned, uh, they've got a lot of questions for a team that won as many games as they did a year ago. Yeah, um, they, they really need Anthony Volpe to be good, basically. Uh, you know, we we have just been breaking down each positional group for teams at our website, and this will probably surprise you. It surprised me. The Yankees project for the most wins by starting pitchers, like the most uh, wins ever played mm. by starting pitchers. That's surprising because, like, like you said, everybody's hurt. But they just have both a lot of aces, and the guys that they're bringing up to replace them are pretty good, like – like they just—they're really good at developing pitching. So when they're forced to go to their sixth and seventh starters, it doesn't hurt. Like when most teams are forced to go to their sixth and seventh starters. So I think their pitching will end up being pretty good. They just—they spend a lot of resources on it. They have a lot of stars. They have so many stars. Even if one of them misses, they have another guy going. I'm—I'm I'm much more concerned about what they do with their offense. It feels like they have like all kinds of mismatched pieces all over the place and. Like, if Aaron Judge doesn't have another best offensive season since Barry Bonds, it's easy to see the offense being a little lackluster. Uh, if Volpe works out, that that takes a lot of my concerns away. And I, it's so hard to tell with guys like these, you know. He could be Julio Rodriguez. He could be Jared Kelnick. And you don't really know until they play in the majors which season it's going to be. That's a, like you said, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty for a team that won so many games last year. And it's rough to put it on a rookie shortstop like that, but I I just don't like the way that their team sets up if they can't stabilize shortstop because that was a weakness for them last year and setting up to be one again. Ben Clemens of Fangraphs currently in the sports zone. Okay, I felt badly that I'd leave Tampa Bay out, but that was the Twitter limitations I had with the poll question. So what do you think about Tampa? 
Yeah, as normal, I have a really hard time figuring them out, and that means they'll probably be great. Yeah, they're they're the team that I've looked at the most times and said, "Really, this this is going to work? These guys are good enough hitters and pitchers." And like, yes, the the answer just seems to be yes every year. They're they're doubling down on you know the tampliness of it all. They've got I don't know eight options for starting, none of whom are like the last five of whom don't make a lot of sense to me, but seem to just succeed in the major leagues anyway. They're running a ton of platoons all over the field, including a lot of guys who, like, you wouldn't think were that good. Harold Ramirez got traded away from the Cubs, even though he's got plenty of service times left because they just couldn't use him. The Astros needed a center fielder, and they still traded away Jose Siri. You know, Isak Paredes came over from the Tigers for not much at all, really, in in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Austin Meadows, who the Rays weren't going to pay. They're all good. I, I don't know, like, do you want to bet on them just turning another magic trick? I think probably. They're always good, and I can't figure out how. You know, speaking of that, Cleveland, a little kind of a different thing. Their player development, I think, has just been you know probably the best in baseball over the years, especially pitchers. How do you yeah. factor the Cleveland player development into the numbers and predictions? So I think you can't go wrong by looking at Cleveland and saying, ah, we're probably going to underestimate the kind of middle infield-y guys who could hit a little bit that they bring up. Like We're probably too low on them because, like you said, they develop better in their system. And similarly, like we're, we're almost always too low on their fifth starters because they're very good at making those guys into like third starter caliber players. They're not always going to hit on Shane Bieber, obviously, but like you said, their pitching development is impressive, and they get a lot out of guys who... We look, you know, in the prospect ranking, not us, like every prospect ranker looks at and says, yeah, they could be okay. They're better than that. I think one thing that is helpful for figuring out what Cleveland's going to do is, like, they think about baseball in the same way I do. The Rays are, I don't know, they're they're slotting guys into positions I can't quite figure out. Cleveland tries to find a second baseman, and he plays second base every day. They try to find a shortstop, and he plays shortstop every day. And, but I like Josh Bell as a, kind of risk-reward signing for them. I I think that they've... It's probably more than I would have given him if I weren't the Guardians GM, but they need to take some risks. They they don't really have the offense to hold up in long sets of postseason series. I mean, it, it's small sample size. Anything can happen, but I like them taking a few risks. I think Andres Jimenez is going to be amazing again this year. I think he's, he's an MVP candidate who no one is really talking about. Because I mean, he has a lot of power, you don't think it because he's a little guy, and also you know he's in the shadow of Jose Ramirez. But I think he's amazing, and then more people will notice that if he repeats it again this year. So they're, I've got them kind of third on that list of four that you had, just because I don't know, like they don't seem like they're going to get a lot of powerful in-season replacements, and any injuries could really hurt them. They were very healthy last year, and still, you know. Still, that won like 90 games. So I, I think there's a lot of risk there. But like you said, with the constraints they're dealing with, that front office just develops talent incredibly well. Talking with Ben Clemens of Fangraphs. Okay, the Mariners, uh, you know, they ended their playoff drought last season. Was that a one year thing? I've got them as the last team in right now, the, the third wild card. And I think, I think that. A lot of the things that went right for them 
in 2022. <laughs> Look, like did he go right again? Like, Julio Rodriguez being good. That was their big break, really, last year, and he's good. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag on that one. Uh, that, that doesn't seem like it's likely to change anytime soon. And I like the fact that they have a, a pretty young pitching staff, but who have already had enough success in the majors and look projectable enough that I'd feel comfortable saying, yeah, these guys will work out. You know, both uh, – uh, sorry. Just uh, the cough here for a second. Uh, <laughs> both Kirby and Castillo are going to be pretty good. Um, I like Logan Gilbert has already proven it in the majors too. I'm, Robbie Ray, I don't know. <laughs> it was not a great season last year, but he's mixing up his pitches a little bit in spring training and it looked good, a little more velocity. I think that they don't have much chance of catching the Astros, which makes me not like their chances of winning the AL as much just because, you know, it's, it's really hard to win that three-game series and then a five-game series and then a seven-game series. So you really mm-hmm. want one of those top seeds. That's the only reason I'm down on them uh, repeating. And I do think they'll repeat it. That's why I'm down on them winning the AL, is just because the other, like the teams that I like, could win the AL East or could win the AL Central and maybe get a bye. So that, I like the Mariners, but I, I, AL West is tough. Okay, speaking of that, I, I think I'm contractually asked, uh, contractually obligated to ask about the Angels. So, Trout and Rendon, do do we just assume that they're going to miss some playing time at this stage of their careers? Yeah, yeah, I think that that is what you should do. Just say, look, I mean, Rendon more than Trout, right? Like, if Trout plays 130 games, he might have an MVP caliber season anyway. Rendon, I I don't know if you get 100 games out of him. And you're the Angels. You got to be pleased, right? He's barely played in the last two years, the last three years, really. Um, I think that I think that with Trout, it's a yeah. The volume might not be there, but the rate is going to be so crazy good that it'll be okay. And he looked. This, this is extremely paying too much attention to a few at bats, but he looked very good and very locked in in the World Baseball Classic. And mm-hmm. he didn't look like he was slowing down of age, even a little bit. Rendon, I mean, is he good? I think he's good, but is he good? Like, he hasn't played in forever. I, I just don't know. All right, that's so... kind of r- it for me. Go there. ahead. Uh, okay, kind of, my that's, bad. that's all for me there, Rendon. I just don't know. Okay. So, lastly, are there a couple of teams here that I haven't asked about specifically that uh, you have some uh, observations that you want to make sure you uh, let publicly known before the season starts? Yeah, I've got a, I've got one in particular for you that I've been thinking about for this one. I think that the the team with the most boom bust potential, and probably a lot of people think this, is the Rangers. I think the Rangers are actually more likely than the Mariners to win the AL West over the Astros, and the reason for that is. Doesn't have anything to do with the Astros. The Astros are really good, and they're really good every year. They're kind of a monolith. If the Rangers have all of their acquisitions work out and they happen to pitch a full season, which isn't that likely, uh, they're going to be amazing. That pitching staff, when everyone is healthy, is scary good. Now, like everyone being healthy is just unreasonable. One of those pitches is Jacob DeGrom. He, he's missed a lot of time, and he throws 102 miles an hour and breaks his body every time. So... I'd be very worried about them pitching a full season, but wow! Like if they're like when their whole rotation is going, they're really good. And look, stranger things have happened than a team making it 162 games with the same five or six starters going. And if that happens, I think you'll look at preseason odds and say 
like the Rangers weren't supposed to be this good. But that's really just because we're all thinking they're going to get hurt. If they don't get hurt, they could be great. All right, Ben, appreciate it as always. Thanks. I'm sure we'll be checking back during the season. I look forward to it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Bob.